friends to the That's Ball Folks podcast. I am your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode 19. They hate the process. That's what we're calling it. Joel Embiid, not named an all-star starter. James Harden, not named an all-star period at all. Joel Embiid absolutely balls out against your back-to-back MVP. The birds are headed to the Super Bowl. The NBA turned into UFC. And Kyrie Irving, the prima donna himself, uh, demands and requests a trade right before the deadline. All of this happened while I was gone uh, at Disney, which is super exciting because there is so much to talk about. But it also was a little overwhelming because Disney is overwhelming as it is, uh, especially with all this going on. Anyway, how's, how's everybody doing? I hope you are all doing great and have had a great week. Uh, again, a lot's happened since my last episode with my guy Cam. Um, starting at the top with the game against the Nuggets, which was awesome on Saturday. Obviously, Embiid did his thing, and we'll talk about that in a sec. But we we just got to start here. Look, you all know me. I'm a very positive, upbeat, uplifting person. I do not like to dwell too much in the negative, but we have to talk about this because it has reached a point where it is absolutely ridiculous. So Joel Embiid is not named an all-star starter in the Eastern Conference. We knew that this was most likely not going to happen, but that doesn't make it any easier of a pill to swallow when it actually did. What I hate most about Embiid not being named a starter is that the voters like to move the goalposts however it fits their narrative that year. This isn't just the all-star. It's the all-NBA teams. It's MVP voting. You name it. They like to change their narrative to fit how they want to vote that year. They claim it's positionless basketball sometimes. Then when it comes time to vote, they don't claim that. They say that they can't. I had a bunch of people reach out to me and say, dude, relax. This is just an all-star game. It doesn't matter. Which, honestly, I would agree with, except in today's league, uh, that's not the case. Players have direct bonuses and incentives literally tied in with these things. Again, not MVP per se, but all-NBA teams. They have direct tie-ins with their contracts if they make an All-NBA team. They have direct bonuses and incentives if they're named to the All-Star team. Voters have way too much power over all this stuff. I've said it for a few years now. It all started, obviously, with Embiid being left off, and it kind of pissed me off. But then I started to look into it more. I'm like, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. J.J. Redick had the idea of, hey, for the All-Star game, why don't we just put in the 30 best players in the league? Let's expand the game. Expand All-Star. This is probably, I mean, if you look at the league top to bottom, I don't know if there's ever been this much talent in the entire NBA. So there are, there are a million deserving players. There's a bunch. Why not expand that? Why not celebrate that? Why do we need to cut it off and have All-Star snubs? We don't. Get rid of the conferences for the All-Star game. Take the 30 best players. Put them in. Let them play. That seems like a no-brainer. An absolute home run of an idea. I don't understand it. Also, we got to talk about this. The voters. If you are a voter for MVP, for All-Star, for All-NBA, if you have a vote and you cannot dribble the ball, a a basketball, if you yourself cannot dribble the ball up the floor, cross over one time, maybe dribble it between your legs once, and just make a layup. If you cannot do that successfully, you should absolutely not have a vote. Seriously, I, this is, I'm not joking. If you can't do the thing which you have a vote for, why should we listen to you? Why should your vote count? You don't see me on Top Chef judging people on how to make food. 
It's the exact same shit. It needs to be fixed. It drives me nuts. And you know that if that was the criteria, there would be many, many voters who would not be able to do that. Look, I don't want to name names, but I would love to see Bill Simmons dribble all the ball up and down the floor and try to put it between his legs and make a layup. I would love that. That's just one name. There's a ton of them. I don't think that they would be able to do it. And I am, I'm standing strong on this. If you cannot do the thing which you have a vote and say these guys can do this thing that I can't do, if they can do this thing better than anybody in the world, like why should we listen to you? We shouldn't. It needs to be fixed. And again, that's not just all-star. We got to talk about MVP for a second. So again, the head-to-head matchup, the Nuggets-Sixers game on Saturday was a doozy. We'll go over that in detail. But last year, a lot of the MVP voters, if you remember, Joel Embiid was the favorite for MVP for a long time. They pointed back to the head-to-head matchup for the Nuggets and Sixers last year, which Denver won. I would argue Embiid still outplayed Jokic, but we'll leave that alone. But they pointed back to that game and said that was the turning point. Jokic leaped Embiid when they went head-to-head and they beat and uh, the Nuggets beat the Sixers. So Embiid goes absolutely insane. He dominates in every single sense of the word. 47 points, 18 rebounds, 5 assists, hits a nasty step back over him, uh, Jokic to seal the deal. They beat the Nuggets. Sure enough, the MVP ladder that NBA.com does comes out, and guess who's still behind Jokic at number two? Yep, Embiid. What bugs me most is that it's not just a voter thing. It's an NBA thing. It's a media thing. After this game, which Embiid just dominates, ESPN posts two videos about it on all their social medias. One video was uh, George Niang and Shake Milton getting into it on the bench because Shake decided for some reason to keep the ball on an easy two-on-one, which Niang would have had a layup on, and they didn't like that, so they got into it on the bench, whatever. And then the other was Harden coming off the bench to play defense in the middle of a play because the Sixers only had four guys on the court. Funny, but there wasn't a single Embiid highlight. None. None. All of these accounts love to post things about whenever Jokic gets a triple-double. Oh, another triple-double for Jokic. That's great. There's all these highlights. There wasn't a single one for Embiid. They could have put multiple highlights, poster dunks, a nasty reverse where he took Jokic off the dribble and went baseline uh, and, and dunked it. Or the step back three. Not, nothing. Even on YouTube, they posted and the title said, Embiid and Jokic duel for a combined 71 points. Come on. Come on. You got to at least try to hide it a little bit about this Philly bias. Then to cap it all off, James Harden was left off the all-star team completely. Despite leading the league in assists, well, uh, up until yesterday he was, uh, but he'll get that back today against the Knicks, and shooting a career best from three. Left off the, the Eastern Conference roster completely. DeMar DeRozan gets the nod ahead of him. Drew Holiday, who I love, but he should not have got the nod ahead of James Harden. Look, we know that the NBA was stunned when the Sixers decided to flip everything on top of its head with the whole process. They were the first team in professional sports history to come out and say, hey, look, this is our plan. We know that the best, our best odds of getting actual title contending superstar players is through the draft. In order to get those, we're going to have to lose a lot of games so that we're at the top of the draft. We're going to lose a lot of games intentionally. We're still going to put out a product on the court, but hey, it's not going to be good. The NBA hated that. Obviously, that's not a surprise. There have been little things that have happened here and there since the Sixers did get good after, you could argue, the process era ended. 
where you're like, okay, yeah, league wouldn't like that if the Sixers won, or yeah, obviously the league still isn't about the isn't about the Sixers. It just left kind of a black eye uh, as far as tanking goes. But it's becoming more and more obvious. If you don't see it happening now, especially with this, I don't know what to tell you. There's obviously absolutely no reason Embiid shouldn't be starting in the All-Star game. The guy who's currently ranked second by the NBA to win the most valuable player of the entire league award, you're telling me he's not one of the top 10 best players to start in this All-Star game? Give me a freaking break. It shouldn't matter your position. And guess what? There isn't a center on the Eastern Conference starting lineup. There isn't one. So you want to talk about positionless basketball? Let's talk about that. Scrap all of it. Scrap the All-Star game. Do Go with Reddick's idea. Take the 30 best players and go with that. There's no reason that Embiid shouldn't be starting and there's no reason that James Harden shouldn't be an All-Star. None. Anyway, there you go. There's my Sixers rant for you because it, it absolutely has me heated. Still does. Thought I was over a little bit, but it turns out I'm not. So, ridiculous. Hello, friends. I want to give another shout-out to Griffles Plasma, the runaway favorite in the arena of plasma donation centers. As I've said before, and I'll say again, plasma makes medicines. This is a huge, huge deal. And a lot of people depend on these medicines for treatment. And each time you donate, that donation can be used to make up to five different plasma medicines. Think about that for a second. One donation up to five. Honestly makes me think of the Michigan Fab Five. Shout out Jalen Rose and Chris Weber. Anyone could need plasma at any time. So if you want to help others, if you want to show your good side, take some of your time to donate some of your plasma. Your plasma replaces itself. You help other people and you're compensated for every donation. This is a great roster to get on. Learn more about plasma and find a center near you at grifflesplasma.com. Tell them Josh sent you. This advertisement is a paid promotion. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. There's genuinely few things I love more than a quality shirt that represents my squads that I can wear any day of the week. My guys over at Die Hard Addicts have some of the best Philly sports shirts you could ever dream of. Whether it's the Sixers, the Phillies, the Birds, they've got you covered with all things Philly sports. We're not talking those like cheap, thin quality shirts either. They've got heavy duty, good quality graphic tees that are money. I just scored the Princess Diana shirt for her wearing that Birds jacket. Couldn't possibly love it more. Hit them up on Instagram at DieHardAddicts or visit them at their website at www.DieHardAddicts.com. When you find something you like, use code JOSH24 for 10% off your order. 
Diehard Addicts, providing diehards custom gear to support their addiction. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? Are you tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram. Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf, take the sting out of caring for your lawn. Let's stay on Philly and let's talk about the birds because the birds absolutely dismantled the 49ers. Maybe I shouldn't say dismantled with the whole Brock Purdy jacking his elbow thing up, which by the way, I'm bummed about. I don't like when injuries happen, especially a brutal one like that. And early on in the game, you always want to beat teams when they're at their best, when they're healthy. But it, I mean, in reality, and it kind of sucks, but injuries are a part of the game. And I'm saying that as a Philadelphia sports fan. As a Sixers fan, Embiid gets some crazy fluky injury every single playoffs, whether it's his hand, his face, something. Injuries happen. They're part of the game. So that sucks, and I'm sorry for my Niners fans. But also at the same time, Purdy doesn't play defense, and the Niners gave up 31 points. The Eagles were the better team, <laughs> period. That was it. Obviously, they had the second Purdy went out, it was like, okay, they're not, they're going to do nothing on offense. You could tell that was pretty clear. Even when Purdy came back and their their, their other guy, uh, I can't even think of his name, their other quarterback goes out with a concussion, you knew that nothing was going to happen. But still, they gave up a lot of points. I am super stoked for my guy, Britton Covey. Obviously, it is no secret how I feel about the dude. But to make a Super Bowl trip your very first year as an undrafted rookie, like that's amazing. Very, very cool and makes me very happy. Also, speaking of Philly bias, it has been hilarious to hear kind of these tone changes with the Eagles. First, they were great. Awesome. They put together this incredible team on offense and defense. They win a bunch of games, but then all of a sudden the, the tone changed to, oh, well, they have an easy schedule. Then they lose to Washington, and it's like, oh, they, sh- they showed their true colors. There's some weaknesses. But now they're so good that Nick Sirianni isn't even a good coach. That, that me or you could coach the team? Which is it? <laughs> Come on. The Eagles are the best all-around team in the league on both sides of the ball. Debate a wall. There's nothing. No, there's literally no argument you can make about it. I am extremely excited for the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be an awesome matchup. I want to hear you guys' predictions. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, the Birds defense needs to just show up straight up. If they can put pressure on Mahomes, I mean, Mahomes is so special. He does what he does, and he's just getting more time for his ankle to rest, but... If he can get out of the pocket and be mobile and do what he typically does, then obviously it's going to be scary. I think that the Eagles' offense isn't going to skip a beat. I don't think Kansas City's defense, I'm not saying they're bad, but they're not as good as the Eagles' defense. So, I don't know. I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a close game. I would love to hear your predictions. So far on my way. We got to talk about this because it's hilarious and it's been awesome to watch. But somehow, all of a sudden, guys just started straight up really fighting in the NBA. It all shocker, shocker, shocker. It all started with Dylan Brooks. If you were to say somebody started this, you would point to two guys. It would be Draymond Green or Dylan Brooks. And sure enough, it was Dylan Brooks. Gives this like spinning back punch to Donovan Mitchell's groin area. I do not like Dylan Brooks. I actually don't know really anybody who likes him. 
But what I do like about him and what I like about the Grizzlies is exactly what happened. Now, that's not saying exactly what happened with the cheap shot. There's no place in that, uh, no place in the game for that. But every single game that they play is chippy. Every game there's a possibility that something's going to happen. I tweeted that they're like this modern version of the bad boys. And it's kind of true, even though they haven't really accomplished anything yet. But they're awesome. And speaking of awesome, Donnie said it, but he really has been busting uh, Dylan Brooks's ass for a while now, and he just was frustrated. Anyway, the very next night, Austin Rivers in Minnesota heads directly to the Orlando Magic bench and gets in a real fist fight with Mo Bamba. Reports were that Mo Bamba said something to Austin Rivers like, this ain't high school no more. Rivers played his high school ball in Orlando. Both had amazing post-game quotes. Mo Bamba posted the F around and find out meme. And then uh, Austin Rivers said he doesn't know one thing about the dude except he had a song made about him a while ago. Look, say what you want. The NBA has been and always will be the best reality TV show on the planet. And it's not close. There's always stuff that's happening. And it is always entertaining. I love it. I absolutely love it. But to go back to the Grizzlies for a bit. They play with this swagger. They have this swagger about them. John Morant, I mean, look what happened with the Lakers game, uh, which we talked about a couple episodes ago, just with Shannon Sharp and that whole ordeal. The the Grizzlies play with this swagger. Their entire roster has it. They have Steven Adams, who's the most likable human being on the entire planet, who's on their team, and then all these dudes who just have swag. They are awesome. Look, I have a lot of friends who are Jazz fans, so naturally they don't like the Grizzlies. Both Western Conference teams had a... a Matchups, a couple matchups in the playoffs. I get it. But taking those goggles off from a strictly basketball fan standpoint, the Grizzlies are so sweet. And John Morant is so sweet. I do not like Dylan Brooks, but I like what he brings. It's entertaining. It is very entertaining. And honestly, it's only a matter of time before he gets his ass beat. It's going to happen. Like Mitchell just kind of threw the ball at him and pushed him, whatever. If he continues to play the way he plays, somebody is going to step up to him. Heaven forbid it's Jordan Clarkson, the guy who's been just <laughs> searching for actual fist fight for what seems like all season. Anyway, Grizzlies are fun, and uh, the NBA is fun, man. It's amazing. Now, speaking of reality TV, Kyrie Irving, out of nowhere, requests a trade. It's like I didn't even have words. I just had to laugh because it is an absolute nightmare. The dude is an absolute nightmare. The best part is that the Nets aren't even playing bad. This came at like the most random time because Brooklyn is really playing well. They're meshing. Look, KD goes down with an injury. Apparently, Kyrie just doesn't like being the guy. I don't know. There were reports that he wants to be in a smaller market, that that's what he prefers. Brooklyn offered him an extension, but put in some clauses, which they have every right to do, basically just saying like, hey, dude, you need to be here. Like, show up for us to pay you. And apparently, he didn't like that. There was no back and forth, zero negotiation, just ended it, pissed him off. Now he demands a trade. There were even reports that KD was surprised by it. Just the the dude's a mess, absolute mess. The Suns, the Mavs, the Lakers, Clippers, and even the Jazz were thrown out there uh, saying that Danny Ainge doesn't view Kyrie like everybody else does. There's no shot that that happens. I will, There's no shot. Seems like the Clippers and the Lakers are the obvious landing spots to me. But we'll see what happens. Are the Lakers going to actually part with those picks? Um, It sounds like there's hesitancy now because apparently the Lakers want to sign him to a two-year deal. He wants a four-year max extension, and who knows. But if all this happens, like, KD, does he want out? 
I mean, the dude left the Warriors to go hoop with his buddy, and his buddy turned out to be the biggest weirdo in the entire NBA. <gasps> Dinosaurs aren't real. The earth is flat. All these conspiracies, race stuff. The dude is a nightmare. I don't blame any team for being hesitant to trade for him. He is an unbelievable talent on the court and an unbelievably big weirdo off of the court. It's fascinating. But again, all goes right back to this reality TV show that is the NBA. You never, <laughs> there's never a dull moment. Oh, unbelievable. Anyway, the trade deadline is coming up this Thursday, the 9th. I'm going to do a live podcast episode. When things break, we're going to talk about them. Should be really fun. The Sixers have been linked to some uh, names. They're looking for a backup big. I would love an Andre Drummond return. I think that that would be a huge piece if they can swindle that dude from Chicago. I've said it before. I'll say it a million times. Andre Drummond is the best backup big that enjo- uh, that Joel Embiid has had his entire career. I don't even think it's close. Looks like Matisse Thybul's time's coming to an end in Philly. Anyway, should be an interesting week. The deadline, it's it's always fascinating. It's always fun and exciting. So I'm I'm excited to uh, to dive into that. But all of this happened, as I mentioned, while I was in Florida. Going to talk about my little trip for a sec because it was a lot. Uh, it was Thursday to Thursday. We had one day in Magic Kingdom, one in Legoland, one day that was kind of more chill of a day where we just hung out at the resort pool and watched the Eagles game. They had a big TV up. It was amazing. Went back to Magic Kingdom. Next day, we were at Universal Studios. Then we did Animal Kingdom in Hollywood, and then they even hit an aquarium uh, before we flew home. The craziest thing that happened while I was there, well, there were two of them, of course, uh, the first being to, uh, to put in perspective last time I went to Disneyland a few years ago, a while ago, actually probably five years ago, me and my wife, we went with our, our really good friends, best friends, Gavin, Ian and Mal. We go to Disneyland for our friend Ian's birthday. We're sitting over by pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, a couple of them got like some clam chowder and a bread bowl and we're just finding a place to sit down and eat. They sit down and a bird craps directly in my wife's clam chowder it missed her but it hit her clam chowder and her bread bowl and like spilled out of her bread bowl we thought it was hilarious luckily it's disney right so we went right back up and just said you won't believe it this happened that's what this white stuff is <laughs> and they gave her a new one but it was hilarious so this time we get off of the haunted mansion uh ride and granted that was in california now we're in disney world in florida we get off the haunted mansion ride it's me no 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 excuse me it was like the what is it? Thunder, Thunder Railroad, whatever the train roller coaster is. It's me, my wife, and my brother, Jer, and sister-in-law, Tara. We're walking to meet up with the rest of uh, my family, and I just immediately, I knew what happened. I felt something warm immediately hit my forehead. I immediately take my glasses off. A bird crapped directly on my face. I was wearing my hat backwards, which, thank goodness, um, I love my hat, and I didn't want it to get dirty. And or have bird crap on it, but it hit my forehead like right above my eyebrow and somehow shot at an angle and got the inside of my sunglasses without getting in my eye, which was amazing. My wife was like, oh, it's because your eyelashes. And that's funny and probably true. But it's still it all happened so fast. Couldn't believe it and uh, cleaned up. But it was an omen. It was a good sign for the birds game. And sure enough, it happened. And then the other crazy thing that happened. We're at Hollywood right outside of Tower of Terror. Me and my brother-in-law, Kyle, were walking to meet up with everybody. We had like a that genie pass thing, so we were going to meet to go on the Star Wars ride, which, by the way, was amazing. So we're going over there, and my daughter has been crushing slushies all week, just dominating, eats all of them herself. She's two and a half. 
So we finally find one in Hollywood because I had a hard time finding one. So I'm like, hey, dude, got to grab Millie one of these. We stop. I pay for it. Second I pay, I get a notification because I have alerts set up. Thank goodness. And it says I was charged $525 for a slushie. I was stunned. But I luckily it happened so fast that I immediately was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I just got charged 525 bucks, And they were like, what? And I showed them, showed them my bank statement, showed them everything that, hey, this actually happened. These are my alerts set up. They look and they're like, dude, it says we only charge you 525 on our end. Manager comes over, talk with guest services. They're like, you're going to have to go meet with guest services and, and chat with them about this to get it figured out. Because on our end, it looks like it was only $5.25. Anyway, it ended up being worked out, but I still couldn't believe it. It was unbelievable. And of course that happened because that's my luck have to just go over my best rides real fast because it was so fun the avatar ride at animal kingdom is the craziest thing ever it's like soaring over california or whatever where you're in front of that like 3d board but you feel like you're actually riding one of the things look i don't know avatar that well i couldn't tell you the name of the things that you're riding or whatever anything like that but that ride was unbelievable it actually felt even the line and the whole land and area whatever it felt like you were really there which is unbelievable uh, another one of my favorite rides, as I just mentioned, Star Wars. That whole land is amazing. And I'm not a big Star Wars guy either, but going on that ride, there's no tracks. You actually feel like you're there and it, it, it uh, unbelievable. It was amazing. And then the, uh, my third favorite ride was at Universal Studios at Harry Potter land, Hagrid's motorcycle ride, something. I don't know the name of it either, but it was also amazing. I don't know, man. I had a fun time. I've never really been to like an adult theme park before. So going to Universal and actually riding these like big rides was really fun. I've never done that before. And it was a blast. But I, I, we were talking about this too with my brother, Jer. People who hate Disney suck. Like you mean to tell me the happiest place on earth where every kid is having the time of their lives and you hate it? Like I don't want to be around you if you are like that. I'm by no means like a Disney adult at all i mean i think you all know disney adults and i'm not one of those and no knock on them that's great but it was a blast i had so much fun especially with my daughter who loves princesses she's like the, she's like the age where she's obsessed with disney princesses but she's way too small to ride rides and it was a blast i don't know it was fun anyway you hate disney i probably hate you that's all i got for you that was a lot. Uh, I'm really excited about the trade deadline. It's going to be a very fun episode. We'll, we'll release that Thursday as it all happens. All-Star is going to be out here in Salt Lake City coming up in a couple weeks. I'm going to be at a few events for that, so I'll keep you posted on details. should be really fun. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks in the sports world. Um, I failed to mention the NHL All-Star game. They got to figure that out. Same with the NFL Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl is like the the bottom of the bottom, but the NHL All Star Game and the skills competition and stuff is not ideal. But they need to uh, they need to get that figured out. But shout out my guy Jack Hughes, uh, glad he made it again, and really excited to see the Devils go on another tear. But look, again, looking forward to the deadline. Love it every year. Going to be awesome. Uh, leading up to the Super Bowl, we're going to do a big birds giveaway. So jerseys, all that stuff, another Sixers one as well. Let's do a few. I'm in the giving spirit. I love you all. I hope you have a fantastic week. We will chat with you soon uh, with the deadline coming up on Thursday. And uh, that's ball, folks. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot. 
because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.